Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oh, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 603 of Flow Wrestling Radio Live. Past the tardy sauce. Sorry, a little bit behind, no big deal. I'm your host, Christian Piles, joined, as always, by two industry leaders, Stephen Kyle Brackey, Ben Funky Askren of UFC, MMA, boxing, and TMZ fame. Joining oh, yeah. us, the the news sort of broke during the show. It would have been cool to break and it. And no on one the told show. me, Christian. I was legit surprised. Yeah, you looked legit surprised. It was kind of it was kind of funny. Uh, I am I am excited for. Uh, <laughs> oh my gosh, <laughs> sorry. I'm 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 trying not to be distracted today. Something happened before the show, so. Um, ben, what has it been like leading up? I mean, tell us more. I I. We talked a little bit about it. You're like, yeah, it might happen, it might happen, yeah. whatever, whatever. But um, what's what's the deal with this fight, Jake Paul? I have a lot of questions, by the way, so yeah. buckle up. Okay, well, you know, I, I brought my kids in before practice yesterday. I said, listen, yes, it's happening. You got your question Right now, ask your questions because when we start practice, you don't get any more questions. Only yeah. right now. So, Christian, you get all your questions now. And once we start the show. No, it doesn't work like that. No, no, no. If, if something <laughs> comes to me tomorrow, I'm going to ask you. <laughs> Okay, well, not if you're if you're in practice, you would not be allowed to do that. That's um, fair. Yeah. Okay. So let's see. Let's see. Timeline. Um, he had that last fight with the, the Nate Robinson guy. Uh, He's talking about me all that week. I thought it was a funny joke. I kind of you know made a little response. Um, maybe like two weeks after that, someone said, "Hey, would you like really actually be interested?" And I said, "Yeah, no, you know, whatever, no big deal." And then. About two weeks later, they reached out again, like a little more seriously, kind of like made a, a loose offer. And I said, yeah, whatever, I'm, I'm in. Cool, let's go. And um, and then they got quiet. Remember that I made that video like, hey, you know, I, I said yes, and they, they shut up. So then I didn't hear from him again for like two weeks. 
Uh, I think because they were trying to get Dylan Dennis to him, but Dylan Dennis, he, he's just so pathetic. Um, do you really think he's scared to fight Jake Paul? That's That I, doesn't make yeah, sense. Yeah, I genuinely do. For the amount of money they're offering him compared to what he gets paid to fight in MMA, there is no justification for why he would have said no. What were they offering him? None. Uh, I've, I've heard it was similar to mine, and I heard it was in the seven digits. In the seven digits. So, Yes. I wasn't going to um, ask how much you were getting, but I was going to ask, so, you know, in, in terms of stump grinders, would you be renting or buying moving forward? Well, I don't have too many more stumps to grind because uh, I, I ground a lot of them. Okay. Um, I might be able to hire a couple of those guys full time next summer, though. Okay. <laughs> hey, do you know, do you know I paid, listen to this, this is funny, totally off time. I paid a few of my employees in Bitcoin last summer. Yeah. I gave them a choice to being in summer. Do you want to get paid? And Jacob Roska so didn't. Hey, dude, losing his mind. They got paid, they're like at 40 bucks an hour or something now. Crazy. Um, yeah, so then they came back, I don't know, it's not too long ago, maybe a week ago or 10 days ago, and it was like kind of like got serious. And so you know, I had to get permission from the UFC and everything, so I went through that process. Um, and then I, I think I finalized the deal on either Sunday or Monday. And that was why I was supposed to have the interview yesterday with Ariel. I was going to have it after this show. And then I thought that was being released late. At least that's what they led me to believe that was being released later. So when they announced it during the show, I was like, oh, oh wait, what happened? Yeah, yeah. It, uh, well, mm -hmm. it, it got out. So um, what was the, you know, eight rounds? There's a lot of, I think a lot of people are just wondering, okay, what's your, how are you able to train? What What's your training look like? Are you going to take this seriously? I am. Yeah, yeah. Why wouldn't I? I don't know. Because you just had a hip yeah, replacement I'm a, No, surgery. I'm going to take no, uh, dude, listen, my hip's great. I told you, I thought I told you this, Christian. Um, so that guy, John Wayne Parr, who's like a world Muay Thai world champion, he had the exact same surgery on the exact same hip, and I kind of started going back and forth with him. And this dude got the all clear in 12 weeks to do whatever the hell he wanted, like full go. And my doctor said, wait a year. So I called him up. I said, dude, what the heck? Why does this guy get three months? He gets to go whatever he wants. And I got to wait 12, 12 months. And I, I feel great. I mean, they said solved a lot of my back issues. Like for any for any wrestler in a lot of pain uh, on a regular basis, I, I couldn't recommend the Birmingham hip surgery more because it's it's like, like I can only sleep in one spot for years. For Man. years, I could sleep one way, and now like I can, you know, it's all good. Um, yeah. So no, I, after like three months, I felt great. I felt like I could do anything. And I, you know, my doctor said, well, you know, there's a greater risk of failure. So I'm like, okay, listen, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna go nuts and start brawling. But um, I started working out re re relatively normally. Um, yeah. So now, now I'm like, I think I'm almost five months out. And so I'm like kind of picking up the training a little bit. Cool. Now you're, you're um, yeah. I, I don't know if you know this, but I, uh -oh. so I Googled the betting odds and you were an underdog i know i'm an underdog so you should bet you, yeah you think listen you know you, okay listen the, the public gambles the public gambles the public is stupid yes that's, simple. Uh, that's why they lose most of the time yes yep that's why the house wins that's why these betting sites the betting sites are in business because they win money not lose money um hey bracky i actually used but, your but, quote but no. yesterday morning okay well oh, hold, yeah. on, hold on i use bracky's yeah. quote um, that you told me about Aaron Rodgers, where you said, uh, "Oh, what, the what was the quote you told me?" Kill him with indifference. Kill him with indifference. Yes, I used that in the Hawaii interview. That's a, that's a pretty good quote. I kind of like it. Heck yeah! So you're indifferent. Right. What, what um, are you What are you going to complain about, Christian? 
I'm I'm not gonna complain. I just I I just don't know if it makes sense if Vegas if Vegas thinks you're going to win, it doesn't make sense for them to make you the an underdog or to make you an underdog. Well, you know what the you know what betting lines are actually for. Betting lines are for to entice gambling on right? equal sides. And so the bet the betting lines move. Okay. Yeah. So for example, yesterday when they first put it out, it was like a plus two forty, and by the end of the day, it was a plus one eighty. So obviously there had been a lot of betting on me, um, and uh, I would assume that's going to come closer and closer to even. Man, okay. So what? When uh, it's a April seventeenth, you do you know where yet? Uh, there's a couple options still. I, I don't know why they're not picking a place, but they have like three or four options. Okay, sweet. Um, are other weigh-ins for this? Because you oh, yeah. seem much bigger um, than him. I do. Yeah, he's big. He's like tall, isn't he, Jake? Yeah, I don't think he's small. So they told me it'd be like one eighty-five or one ninety, which is uh, you know that's like okay, um, that's like bigger for me, right? You know, like uh, probably one seventy to one seventy-five is probably an ideal weight class for me. Um, no, so yeah, one eighty-five or ninety, it's cool. Gotcha. I thought he was small. What else? For some reason, I don't well, think so. Was uh, was, did you have to do any convincing of of your of uh, your wife Amy that this was a good idea? No, she's pretty much like she's pretty go with the flow. Like, hey, whatever you want to do, do it. You know, um, I mean, the one time she's like, "Are you you, you like do you really want to box them?" And I'm like, Amy, like, look who I stepped in the cage with for a decade of my life with four ounce gloves and nothing else. And they could kick me or knee me or elbow me or, or do anything they wanted, you know. Like I did that with train killers for a decade. If you thought it was a bad idea, then you probably should have, should have said it then. Yeah. Um, Kozak I mean, has a good question. Is there drug testing? Not for you, but um, this, I want him drug tested. This bum. So oh, it's it's uh, a boxing fight has to be sanctioned by a state athletic commission. And so wherever we end up landing, I'm sure that person they will they will do drug testing. I, I would assume. Um, so yeah, I won't be like USADA testing, but it will be it will be drug testing. Is what I'm uh, from what the state of the commission does. I looked it up. He weighed in at 189 when he fought Nate Robinson. Wow, I thought what it was Nate Sugar, Robinson. I thought, was, at? I thought it was Sugar Ray Robinson. Isn't that who he fought? <laughs> what did Nate Robinson weigh in at? Uh, I just closed the article. Hang on. Oh, okay, never mind. Because Nate Robinson's like really short. He's very short, but he's you know kind of a he's a chonk, thick, a chonk if you will. Robinson weighed in at one eighty one. Jeez, little guy. Well, well, fire fire hydrant. Hey, one eighty one's not that small, yeah. Ben. Well, I mean, if the weight class is one ninety or something, yeah, then yeah, nine, nine pounds underweight is quite a bit. Yeah, yeah, substantial. So, um. Yeah, I guess I guess it is interesting. You think about, I mean, you literally beat Robbie Lawler, who is like some of the most devastating hands in, in yeah. MMA, and to to go from that to Jake Paul. Uh, well, one thing I thought I was like, oh, Jake Paul's definitely been um, boxing for a while. I thought, but he started in twenty eighteen. Yeah, yeah, he's not been boxing for that long. Give me a break. No. Okay. Well, break. I'm I'm excited for it. Um, I kind of yeah, me too. I get I get on you know, I don't really get nervous before a lot of sporting events, but you know when you're gonna fight or stuff, I don't I don't really actually like it. I just wish you were wrestling, but <laughs> it's fine. Uh, it's fine. Well, I told you guys I was gonna I was gonna get in shape to wrestle, 
Um, yeah. And so, you know, that was kind of why I started working out again. And I do intend on wrestling at, at some point. So with my hip, obviously, um, your hip, uh, your hip can be put in much more precarious situations in a wrestling match than in a boxing fight. I mean, in wrestling, your hip does all kinds of weird stuff. So, you know, wrestling, I thought, okay, I'm going to have to hold, especially when I wrestle someone relatively good, dude, I, I, I have to be like very confident that my hip can twist in any type of position. Right. Okay. Yeah. So bo- boxing is the first step in the, in the comeback tour for, for Ben Ashton. Yes. There we go. Okay. Sweet, sweet, sweet. Well, I have, it's, it's cool. We're happy for you. Um, congrats on the stump grinders and everything that comes with, oh, yeah. uh, <laughs> the, with the fight. Um, what so today we didn't even get to talk about this yesterday we had a we had a full show yesterday we're dropping a flow film it's out you can watch it right now uh new yes. flow film toughest this- bracket ever uh it is it, it's good it's a um multi-part series so this is not the entire thing all oh, once about a half hour episode i think um hey but by the way ben everyone is teeing what? off on your hairstyle right now yeah. or lack thereof i got a texas now I up, james green <laughs> James Green, James Green, you're jealous. You are jealous, James Green. I'm certain that he's not. I I feel (laughs) like I can. No, I'm serious. So listen, if you guys don't notice, I have my new earpiece in today. Okay, and so usually my hair's all crazy like this. I have I have these other headphones on right here, and it kind of tampers down Uh um, what my hair would look like. And uh, now that I have the earpiece, my hair is on full display in the morning. (laughs) Yeah, so wait, do you get up at 7? Do you what do you have a plan with your hair ever or is it just however it goes is how it goes? I, li- I literally do not have a plan. The most I would ever do is um I would, you know, put some conditioner in it. I'd brush it straight back and then I'd shake it a little bit and then whatever <laughs> happens happens. That's common at like uh, you know, for for dogs. That's kind of the t- you wet it, you you brush <laughs> it, they shake it and then you get what you get. So there you um, go. That, that's what a regular mutts cut situation. Okay. Well, sorry. Hey, so wait, I want to talk about this bull film. I'm really excited because you know this is like my era. I got to watch all this happen in real time. I don't have to watch it back. I am. I am very curious to see all, all the interviews because there are some. There's some really outstanding personalities in this group. Um, not just yes. saying wrestlers, but really, really fun personalities. Um, so I'm excited to watch this, and I've been waiting for it to come out. Yeah, and that was something that the accolades of these guys were definitely known coming into this tournament. But like you know, just how charismatic a, a, a Bubba or a Darion or uh, Lance Palmer were is something that we we didn't exactly know. And then you know, obviously Brent Metcalf was the he was the personality in college wrestling yes. at, at that point mm-hmm. in time. He wasn't just the best wrestler, but he was like the most talked about guy. And we, we've we've yeah. had a lot of conversations and think i just think about how big he was then and what what it would be like right now if you just took that 2008 time period and you drop brent metcalf into 2021 wrestling it'd be i think it'd be insane it's like do you think 2021 would hurt him though christian because i so here's the i feel like metcalf didn't want to do the social media like say gable plays up in the social media a little bit and Metcalf was largely kind of mythical, you know. I mean, you'd get a few sound bites of interviews here and there, but it was like it was the message boards, just like Mako, right? It was the message boards driving his, I don't know, stardom. I don't know what you would call it, uh, but 
you were a message board guy back in those days, dude, like half of the topics were on Brent Metcalf. Yes. That's actually mentioned in the in the film. Uh, I think I said it because I was the mes- the resident uh, message board expert uh, for the film. And that's what I said. It's like every every thread was like Metcalf, Godcalf, 149. Yes. Metcalf versus this. I mean, it was it was crazy at that point <laughs> yes. in time. It was like so, it was so crazy. Like all the conversations like went to this this point in time. And I think a big part of it too was not just Brent's personality, but the resurgence of Iowa wrestling. Mm-hmm. You know, them yeah. coming back. You know, the year before they were like I don't know, they were six and they were going through the transition from Zaleski to Brands. Then you've got Brent, this really galvanizing figure this dynamic personality this amazing wrestler in the toughest way it was just a uh an amalgamation i guess you could say of of things that made it so interesting um but yeah to your point it was uh it was very much your era i guess that was the your first year or second year i guess 2008 was my first this is 2008 correct yeah 149 first year out of college so yeah, I you know I was coaching at Mizzou. I was still around quite a bit, and watching all these guys. Um, yeah, uh, it, it's amazing to think too. I'm curious to hear like what Jordan has to say about where he was at at this point in time, because obviously what he become, he would become the best guy by <laughs> by a very long shot in this in this group here. But at that point, um, of these upper guys, he was kind of middle of the road. You know, he, he took, I think he took fourth in this bracket. Um, but he definitely lost to a handful of these guys, and um, he he wasn't he wasn't what he would later become. He got third, um, which is like third. an NCAA title in, in many ways, <laughs> placing third yeah, in, this, yeah. in this juggernaut of a bracket. But you're right. But he he was someone who he was starting to really enter the conversation. I remember going yeah. into the semis. There was a lot of buzz because he. I mean, just the fact that he had made it, it was tough because he had to get by uh, Josh Chirella in that quarter and beaten him. Everyone knew how good Josh Torella was. Torella was in the finals the year previously. All but won that uh, one against Gregor Gillespie. That was a crazy one. So everyone knew yeah, how good seriously. he was. And I think uh, Jordan, I know, Jordan definitely got the first takedown in that match against Brent, uh, as did Bubba Jenkins. Mm-hmm. He got the first two or three. So, yeah, I mean, but Jordan, it was like kind of the beginning of his ascent. And then he, yes. he just took off the, the next year and beyond. Because I don't think there was any – I mean, I, I, listen, this is just my recollection of a decade plus ago. Um, we knew Jordan was getting better, but I don't think there were – it wasn't like 50-50 where half the people were saying, hey, Jordan's going to be Brent. I no don't way. think there were a lot of people that thought Jordan was going to win that match, right? That's correct correct memory? Absolutely no one thought he was going to match. Outside of like okay. Jordan Good. and maybe his family coaches. Mark like Mark Manning. That's it. <laughs> Uh, that's it. No one, no one gave him a shot in that match, and um, you know, ultimately he lost eight four. So it's not like he, he won that one. But then you know what he became afterwards, for for you know he never really lost another college match again. I think he had an injury default at CKLV, but then he won mm-hmm. one fifty seven, a great one fifty seven with Boetta, Lean, Gillespie. We're all in that one, and he won kind of no problem. Chandler, <laughs> Chandler. Don't forget my guy. Hey, uh, yeah. We can't forget about I Michael actually Chandler. I cited I cited Chandler when I we did our uh, brackets that that Jordan got so mad about because Chandler rode him for two minutes and thirty seconds in the one match. Yes, you've brought that up several times now. He gave you a big uh, well, big shout out yesterday you know. on the Pat McAfee show. 
I, yeah, I, I saw that uh, he he was on there. He's he's kind of uh, entering superstar status now, Michael Chandler, who once rode Jordan Burroughs for two minutes and twenty <laughs> seconds. Did you know that, Christian? <laughs> who won the match? Oh my, dude. Okay, so Michael, every once in a while, would have these brain farts. I, I so Big Ten finals. He takes Jordan Burroughs down right away, rides him, and this is this is credit to. What, how tough Jordan is mentally. Riding it for like two minutes, 20 seconds, and with 15 seconds left in the first period, Jordan got an escape and a takedown Ooh. in like 15 seconds. And it was like, oh, Michael, come on, dude, you rode the man for two minutes, 20 seconds. You can't let him get an escape and a takedown at the end of the period. Now he's up 3 2. Yep. So, yeah, I think Jordan won. I believe he won that match 6 4, if I remember correctly. That would have been the big 2009 Big 12 finals. Man. That would have been a good one to see. Um, yeah, dude, how about he cut a mean promo? Did we talk about that yesterday? No. I know we did it in the office. Yeah, that, was good. He, that was really good. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. Okay. Oh, hey, 6-4, I was right. Boom. Man, you have a really good memory, Ben. Well, I was sitting right there watching the match. I mean, I, yeah, do you know how many matches I've seen? I don't remember the... Um, yeah, I don't, I don't remember tons of the, yeah, tons of the scores. That's a good term. I think it was in Lincoln, actually, if I remember that correctly. Also, yeah, it was. One thing about this bracket, if you if you look at it, it's like obviously the top eight were ridiculous. Um, six of yes. them won NCAA's. Um, all eight wrestled in the NCAA final. Um, the the two that didn't win, Lance Palmer was a four four time All American who beat Brent Metcalf. Uh, Josh Torella, I think, was a three time All American NCAA finalist. Um, total hammer. And then everyone else won NCAAs. But then you look at the guys that didn't place in this bracket. Ryan Lang was in the finals the year before. The year before, yeah, yeah. he was mm -hmm. in the finals. He was the undefeated number one seed, made the NCAA finals. He lost. To, he got, actually got tech followed by Derek Moore. But that was, that was bad. That was insane. He did not know what to do with the legs. But ir irrelevant. The guy was a Big Ten champ, undefeated one seed. And the next year, DNPs. Uh, You've got Adam Hall, who had Dustin Schlater round one, lost five to three. Adam Hall would go on to be a number one seed at NCAAs in the yes. future. Mm -hmm. Bryce Sidoris, the winningest wrestler in Navy wrestling history, two-time All-American. Um, Jake Pataxel, we've talked about this guy. He'd go out, he'd stand there, he'd grab your wrists in the first period, just try not to get taken down too many times. Then he'd take top and he'd tilt you a bunch. He was an All-American. Uh, a couple other really tough guys in here were... Where's my guy Josh Wagner in this bracket? How come I can't find him? Um, was he in this bracket? He definitely... Is there a, is there a pigtail on here or something? He That's possible. A pigtail. It's possible he... Josh Wagner definitely made this bracket. Is he the guy that put him on his back at Midlands? I, was, I actually just referenced this. I was, I was speaking about something to a few of my uh, athletes the other day. And... This was at the inception of Flow Wrestling, and Martin was at uh, Midlands carrying around a camera. Josh put Brent on his back twice, and he was up 9-3, to three, and Martin runs over to the camera. And so the, this, this is on the internet. The first part where he does good stuff, not on the internet. Then Brent Metcalf beating Josh's ass, that's on the internet. <laughs> it happens. It happens. So it was a really, really – Mitch Mueller is really tough for Iowa State. He was Sion trained. Mm -hmm. So you know what he's bringing to the table. <laughs> um, Kirk Kinzer, probably a lot of people don't remember him for Indiana, but he was a really tough guy. He had a really good yeah, headlock. He for a while, too. Oh, did he really? That makes sense. Mm -hmm. He looked like a guy that would, yeah. would uh, be good at 
at punching people. So yeah, crazy, crazy freaking bracket. Um, Didn't Donnie Fish have some big wins? If I remember correctly, like he was never an All American type, but I always think he. I feel like he had a few really big wins back in, back then. I thought he had. Was he the guy that had a really close match with Ryan Lang the year before? Uh, I can't yeah, remember. In, yes, yeah, I think that's it. I think Ryan Lang hit like a short drag, like losing. He was losing late and got it mm-hmm. down one, and he got his short drag to to win. But I can't I think that's correct. I can't remember if that was him or someone else. Um, I don't have the Askren like memory, unfortunately. Uh, so, I'm scrolling back to see if there were pigtails in this bracket. FYI. Hey, we have Let's the uh, we have the trailer. If you want, oh to play shoot, it, there's so many pigtails, Christian. Josh lost to Matt Fitter in a pigtail. Chirella had a pigtail. Uh, Mitch Mueller had a pigtail. Kirk Kinzer had a pigtail. Kirk Kinzer beat Matt Cathel. Remember him? Oh my Delaware gosh! State? The bad yeah. out of hell. <laughs> yeah, he wore, he wore pajamas. It was a sensation. pajama pants. Yeah, pajama pants. Matt Cathel. Mm. All right, let's play this trailer and we can talk more about it. <clears throat> Do it. Welcome back to the Scott Trade Center in St. Louis for the NCAA Wrestling Championships. We're ready now for the most loaded class, the 149-pound weight class. There are a lot of reasons that 2008-149 is the greatest bracket ever. This is not some revisionist history where we look back and they have all these accolades. Wrestling fans knew then this is the toughest weight of the year and this is one of the toughest weights we've ever seen. Six out of the eight guys in the bracket were at least one-time NCAA champions. The other two were NCAA finalists. It's just the, the biggest, baddest, deepest weight there's ever been. Good job, Bob. First place, Brent Metcalf, Bubba Jenkins, Jordan Burroughs, Josh Torella, Darion Caldwell, J.P. O'Connor from Harvard, Dustin Schlater, and then eighth, Lance Palmer. All eight of those All-Americans were really legends in the sport. We'll go on to do just incredible things. It's hard to kind of wrap your head around just how tough this bracket was. Can you hear me? We good. Can you guys hear me? Heading into the 2007-2008 season, what, what were your biggest accomplishments in wrestling? Ah, damn it. Sorry, did it cut off? He was in my singlet, so that's as far as I could get around him. Like, literally in your singlet? Yeah, like, you know, the, this part right here? He said that you grabbed his singlet and prevented him from, from scoring, or that there was... Oh, yeah. Burroughs and Metcalf hitting this NCAA semi. I'm a wrestling encyclopedia of all my old matchups. The Bubba Jenkins, Darren Caldwell, one of the greatest wrestling matches in NCAA history. I wanted to slap the shit out of him, really. I was salty, you know? Momentum, position, a little bit of Harvard Smarts, I think. JP sitting him back down. Lance almost reversal. You really followed wrestling closely. I think you knew that everybody in this weight class was it was legit. Just far and away the most insane bracket of all time. How about that? Uh, so, man, I, I tell you, Ben, uh, ben I have, I've watched the Palmer-Metcalf final exchange at least 50 times in my life. Seriously? I, ne- I never ever noticed the singlet pull that he did i had no idea uh had had you seen it no i mean i was watching it before the show today and i said 
dang, that was some great scrambling by Metcalf. And you guys are like, did you know it's a single grab? I'm like, no, what are you, ta- what are you talking about? Um, so, no, I mean, I-, I watched it many times also and never noticed. Um, we're going to go penalty point. We're going to wrestle that one back. 3-3. <laughs> Let's do it. Yeah, that, that was crazy. It was still, listen, yeah, I guess he grabbed the singlet, whatever. Uh, as Mike would say, Rubin's racing. Uh, but yeah. that was still a pretty sick exchange, the fact that he was able to get out of that with the singlet grab or not. Yeah, I mean, that was, yeah, that was some great. I mean, Brent, uh, Brent he, I don't want to say he was a great scrambler, but he had a great feel for wrestling, and he he got himself out of a lot of precarious situations by just that feel. I mean, just like that situation right there. Yes, completely agree. Uh, so, and he was, of course, the man that stood on top of the podium uh, at, at the end of it all, the toughest bracket of all time, undisputed, toughest bracket ever. I wonder, yeah. you're, another, you're, another one that's, oh, oh, sorry, I was say, another one that was kind of, um, I, I feel like this generation in 2021, they forget how good he was, uh, is Dustin Schlater because he had so many injuries to deal with. Yeah. Um, Dude, he was he was so good. He came in as a true freshman and won NCAs, and he beat um, Espo. Oh my gosh, Espo! When es- Espo was the real freaking deal. I mean, Espo made the NCAA finals as um, so he wrestled as a true freshman. Johnson then cut a little too much weight as a sophomore. He wrestled Jesse Jackson in the NCAA finals. Junior, he wins the NCAA tournament, and then as a senior, he was killing everyone. And Espo came in and freaking beat him. It was crazy. Slater, yeah, that was. I'm sorry, Slater came in and beat him. Yes, yeah, it was a it was a shock. He put him on his back. Uh, but yeah, Dustin is a guy. I mean, he he was a two seed here. You know, we did the film with Metcalf, and you guys saw it all. But like, really, in that Metcalf Slater rivalry, it was Slater yep. then Metcalf, right? And then yeah, it, it got shifted, mm-hmm. and, and Metcalf did beat him in high school, and then he beat him at Big Tens. But the majority of the rivalry was Dustin over Brent. Dustin wins as a true freshman, which is crazy. Yeah. And then winning as a true freshman was super, super crazy. I mean, it's still, I think it will forever so be crazy. It, it was so rare. Um, and it's still pretty rare. You know, Dake did it. Spencer did it. Um, others I feel have. like it's be, it is being normalized a little bit where the true freshman, you know, Gable comes in with NCAA finals as a true freshman. I mean, th- this year we're actually seeing all the true freshman wrestles, so it's going to be normalized even further. But, yeah, to that point back then, Tion Ware, maybe? Who else yeah. did it? It, it, was, was, it was rare. Yeah, rare. So that's where Dustin was. True freshman. I mean, the super, superstar recruit. NCAA champion is a true freshman. And then he just got progressively more and more injured. I don't I don't know how injured he actually was His the year he uh, lost to Brent at Big Tens and then got, I think he, did he get seventh this year? That was this year, right? That was this year. Was when he lost to Brent at... Um, at Big, yeah, Ten, 2000, Big Ten finals, two thousand seven. So he wrestled as a true freshman in two thousand six. In two thousand seven, Brent would have been ineligible because of the transfer. So Brent didn't wrestle in two thousand seven, if you remember. Um, and did I think two thousand. Well, Dustin didn't wrestle in two thousand seven. Oh yeah, he did. That's where Gillespie beat him. He did. That's right. That was the year he lost to Gillespie because mm-hmm. um, Minnesota. Right, we were number one and two with Minnesota that year. Missouri was. So Dustin was uh, almost unbeatable for for I mean a large stretch there. I want to say he was like seventy and one to start off his college career or so something mm. totally crazy like that. 
Um, I'd, I'd have to go back to look to, to confirm that that's true. Um, yeah, and then and then Gillespie eventually upsets him. Um, and Gillespie's another one that he could have been in this bracket, uh, but he I believe he moved up to 157, right? Well, yes. I well, yeah was he at 157 this year as well? Yeah, uh, yeah he was. So he was the number one seed at 157. He lost to Jordan Lean uh, oh, yeah. in the quarters, and then Jordan Lean won the NCAAs out of the eight seed. Dang! Wow! Yeah, that's crazy. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, Johnny Benia Bowman. We were talking about me and uh, Ollie. We were talking about him this morning. <laughs> JBB. Oh yeah. yeah. And then I mean, Jordan Lee was in this way. Class. Was in one forty nine. Also in two thousand seven. Or was he two thousand six? He was in. I mean, at a point he was in this weight class. Also one forty nine. Yes. Yes. He's a uh, Jordan Lee's really good too. Yeah, so really t- really cool film. You guys should check it out. Many of you already have. Uh, let us know what you think. Hope you like it. It's a multi-part series, so there's there's more coming after this episode, coming next week, okay. I do believe. So I enjoy cool. this era too much, so we could talk about normal stuff. I could talk about the 2008, you know, 2005 to 2010 era forever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so much fun. Okay. Um yeah, think about your bracket. Uh, I guess your the year you my junior. I will contest my junior year. I, I mean, listen, Jason Bryant's probably the one that could prove me wrong here. My junior year was me, uh, me Herbert Perry, and then the next year we won it three weights in a row. I don't think that's ever been done in any other bracket. Yeah, that I don't think it has either. That's pretty. That's a that's a point in your uh, in your bracket's favor. Yes. For sure. Very no, tough. I would not argue my bracket's tougher than this one. No, I'm not arguing that. Would never argue that. Yeah. How many people in your bracket are fighting YouTube stars? Yeah. <laughs> well, I heard her. You know what? Herbert texted me and he said, Well, I'm going to hop on a call with Jake today. Um, I, he, he said he that. wanted to talk to me before my fight. So I don't know. Maybe he's coming to retirement and he wants to <laughs> box somebody. I'm not sure what he's going to I don't know what Jake's going to tell me. He's into jujitsu now, right? Yeah, I yeah, he, believe so. He looks like he'd be a fun realtor. Um, yeah, he probably smashes dudes. I'm assuming. <laughs> yeah, can't imagine. Um, yeah, it'd be cool if he man. I feel like Jake was just like so in the scene, and then boom, he's kind of like stopped competing. He's really he disappeared. Yes, come back, Jake. Great personality yeah, for, miss for wrestling. He's hilarious and also really good. He don't have you don't have to come back and wrestle. Just be. Just be around. Let's just see you at tournaments and, I don't know, coach people and yeah. teach your single leg and your cross-face cradle. It'd be great. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. I like talking about that era, too, because it was, it was a fun one. Okay. Why don't we, why don't we move along? Um, oh, wait. Snoop Dogg is going to be involved with your event? Are you going to meet Snoop? I don't Have know. You met is, this, Snoop? is that true? Apparently, uh, no, apparently I, it's true. Hold on. Where, someone, where are you finding this stuff at, Christian? Someone <laughs> sent, sent to me, internet personality turned professional boxer Jake Paul will face UFC fighter Ben Asker in an eight-round ma- eight match. The event is second for Triller Fight Club, a joint venture between the social video platform and Snoop Dogg. Oh, yeah. Remember he commented hmm. the oh. last one. I didn't really enjoy his commentary, but whatever. Everyone else um, did. You know who messaged me You know who messaged me yesterday? I, I might have been a little starstruck. Pitbull. Was all AC uh, Slater. Really? Mario, Mario Lopez? <laughs> <laughs> What'd he say? Oh, just uh just he put it on the story and they said, Hey big fan, good luck in your fight. Whoa. 
Yeah. Dang, can we get Mario Lopez on FRL? He did. Uh, he did a because he was a wrestler back at Bayside High School. Remember? Yeah, he did a um, yeah. a flow grappling show one time. Yeah, with our with our guy Michael Sears. What do you mean? He uh, so he we did this. We did no, we did a show like a show like a podcast with Gordon Ryan for right. like a couple weeks, and we had GSP, Mario Lopez, Israel Adesanya, oh, yeah. uh, all all on the show. So yeah, Mario. Right. He's he's familiar with the with with calling into shows. Maybe you can get him uh, get him on here. We can talk. Get him, oh, Snoop, and you. That's quite a trifecta. <laughs> That'd be, that would be so funny. Um, all right, let's talk about wrestling this weekend. <laughs> Hopefully, no one's gonna get Corona tested, oh and gosh. then we get all the matches we want. We'll well, don't say you don't want them to get tested because then you're an anti-tester or something. And then, we'll get emails about. Yeah, it. and then we get customer support emails. People mad that but here's the, here's the great thing. You guys just say that's Ben. We can't control all the stupid things he says. And okay, then but we do we do sort of like. But have, they <laughs> they just blame CP. They're like you should. They say <laughs> they, they, they blame CP. They blame me for not. Um, you know, having some CDC citation ready to go into like, um, you know, correct you with or discipline. They want me to yeah. discipline you on air, Ben, <laughs> as though you could be disciplined. That's so crazy. Yeah. That's so crazy. Um, it is crazy. But yeah, this, this weekend, knock on wood, um, we said this going into last weekend and then we didn't get Penn State, but Penn State's supposed to wrestle Northwestern this weekend, which I'd be very excited to see. Um, Northwestern has a young, scrappy team. Chris Cannon versus RBY. I'm interested in that. Robbie Howard versus, I don't know, will we see D'Agostino? Yes. Okay. Supposedly him Boom. and Ryan Deacon back. Well, Deacon. Yes. Deacon's back. Yep. There we so go. Deacon versus Berge. You got a favorite Deacon there. But um, Yaya Thomas versus Beard. Bo Bartlett, maybe? Oh, that's a good one. Yaya's look good this year. Yes. Yes. He that's He's good very one. good. 197 Davison versus Beard. That's interesting. That's a good one. Um, yeah, it'll just be it'll just be good to get a first glimpse of uh, you know where Penn State's at. They're kind of the only major team we really haven't seen yet. Of course, we've seen Michigan a few times, but we haven't seen Amin or Michich yet. But um, hopefully, at some point, they're able to get get back in the mix and and make it happen. Uh, so that's some exciting that's ones. Or some, I guess. Yeah, I was off this weekend. Then that's really unfortunate, huh? No, they wrestle at Illinois because that Michigan thing was supposed to be a try. Oh, the try. Yeah, oh, so they're still it. wrestling. Well, Illinois. That'd be fun, dude. Illinois got a team this year. They're really scrappy. Yeah, they're... it'll be interesting to see how bad Iowa makes them look. I know that's going to be the thing. It's like <laughs> Illinois is tough. They're having a great start to the year. They and really are. I was just. I mean, Nebraska's like. Capable of winning a team trophy, and they went eight matches to two against them. Yes, and really, you know, it could have been nine-one if Kimmer had wrestled. Yes. yes. Yeah. So it's like as Let's good see. as as good as Illinois looked. There's a there's a probability yeah. they don't. There's a probability they don't win a match, right? I mean, Illinois Illinois beat Indiana, number eight Ohio State, number twenty-two Wisconsin, number thirteen Purdue. So they, they've been really good this year. But yeah. Um, tell me where they're favored at. I get maybe 184, but probably not. 184. Um, Braun Angle has a win over Brands in the past, last year. Cars um, beaten. Cars beaten Muren before. Mm-hmm. Remember that one. Where else? I don't know. That's I it. Mean, I give Cardani a shot. 
Lofton, he o- he Lofton might shoot. over uh, Cassiope? That would be that. Honestly, that's probably the next most likely one. Mm. Yeah, two Illinois boys, Bird versus DeSanto. Um, I I'm not making Lucas fun Burns of Justin Cardone. Bird had Cardone's. a good season, but I don't I don't think he could beat DeSanto. Yeah, no, he was no, yeah, he wasn't being serious. Yeah, I'm not being serious. I mean, I suggested Cardani yes. earlier, so I thought well, that one's you, serious. That one is that one. I'm for real about that one's serious. Justin Cardani, but Justin Cardani is actually like. Uh, for not being a really high level recruit, he's having a yes. pretty good go at it. He's very tough. Getting much he's better. He, he's uh, he's super tough. I mean, Illinois—they're doing great. It's uh, but the Big Ten plays no games, and eventually you run into someone, one of these big bad guys like, like Iowa. Um, speaking mm-hmm. of of neck kicking season, your your guys continue to kick necks at, at Missouri. I don't know if we got to talk about them yet, but they are. Hey, I think uh, they're destroyed. Nine zero, Christian. Yeah. Yeah. They're wrestling Ooh. a lot of duels. I mean, that's crazy that they're already 9-0 and Penn State doesn't even have a duel on the board yet. Not one. Not one. Not a single one. That's, that, is a, that is a weird thing about this year. It is unfortunate. Uh, there's a couple other interesting duels. I, I mean, I want to see Oklahoma State get a little more tested, right? They really haven't had that opportunity. They're going to wrestle Iowa State and UNI this weekend. That is very Ooh, exciting to meet. UNI live on flow versus Oklahoma State. So check that one out. Um, nice. Friday night, I think. Friday night. We'll see. Hey, Go ahead. Don't get me wrong. I, I, don't read too much into this. But I watched um, a really awesome clip of Ferrari. I don't know if you guys put I don't know who put it up. Um, I think it was on the gram. His double leg was kind of Jordan Burroughs-esque. How he it fired is. off his knees. Um, so I can't remember where the, he, he fired off and the guy scrambled out of it and then he fired another one when the guy got on his heels and blasted him. It was really like, damn, that was, that was good. I saw the exact clip and I think the same thing, man. He is, uh, he is, he yeah. is going to be a factor this year, but we just got to see him against tougher guys. But yeah, I think you probably saw it on AJ's. I'm sending it to you now. Um, man, he's Tyler. Yeah, I'm sending it to Tyler right now. Hold on one second. Nice. But yeah, he's he's for real. So we can see Plot versus Lance Runyon. Yeah. Two really tough freshmen. Uh, 84. Nice. Who's that? Who's Oklahoma State? Maybe. Yeah. Who's Dakota Oklahoma? Gear? Oh, Gear. 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 So big test for. for Brody Teske, Master Giovanni. Oh yeah, Teske's been great. Mm, is he ranked like fun. sixth now? He is. My gosh, Brody Teske. He's undefeated and got one over Mackle. Mackle, Vega, uh, he beat some other dudes. Connor Brown, I think. Yeah, Connor Brown. We've got we've got Mr. Whoa. Fast Twitch ready to go. Let's let's pull it up. This is legit. This clip is tremendous. Boom. Boom. Looks great. How he fires off his knees. It's just like he almost like floats off his Boom. knees. It's crazy. Yeah. He covers so much space with that double. It's wild. It reminds me of you, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> what? He like almost—it's almost like he runs on his knees a little bit, right? Yeah, it's like like two like quick knee steps there. Yeah, Man, he looks—he looks, he looks yeah. the freaking part too. Yes, my gosh. Yeah. So who did we get to see him against? Tyrell Gordon and the the Cuban guy for Iowa State—he's not having a good go at it. He's kind of getting his butt kicked. Younger. Well, he got beat. That's not true. Uh, he got he got messed up by Woodley, but he had a one point match the week before with Rocky Elam. And they put yeah, him I guess down. Is that the match two. they put him down? Yeah, they need to stop putting him down. Yeah, he's not gonna be good there. 
He's he's hoping for a nine second restart. <laughs> I mean, he was pinned in a tilt against Woodley. They just didn't call it. He literally got put like he did roll through tilt, and you know, like when you first roll over and you like sit him there. Yeah. He just kind of mm-hmm. sat there for a second, and then was like, "Oh, I gotta move. I gotta freak out." Yeah. Here. He's not gonna keep. Maybe he was expecting to get rolled through Maybe, several times. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, oh, "Wait, this is not like a gut wrench." So I don't. I don't know. I thought he was gonna be pretty good, judging by his first three matches, but they were all against non D one competition. Um. But then he has a one-point match with Rocky Elam, but then Woodley, I think, majored him. Yeah, Woodley's, Woodley's yeah. good on top. I wonder, um, but Rocky Elam's pretty good on top, if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he is. I'm, I'm, a, I want, I'm all for, like, the Cubans. I wish that, like, more Russians would come over and wrestle. I feel like it'd be an awesome Seriously. opportunity. It'd be an awesome opportunity. Well, and it's so commonplace yeah, in other like NCAA sports. Yeah, Oogie. Uh, they can start taking their clothes off. Well, I guess that's not really the super important part. Oh, what but, the heck? But like, there's so many. Uh, you can't hear in the, like, anymore. You can't? Can you hear me? Can you hear me? I can hear you. Yeah, buddy. Yeah. I can't hear you. Uh-oh. Oh, no. You got, you got so excited. Is, freak, are you not? Freak. Maybe it's because you talked about Mongolians. I don't know. Uh, he would love that joke. Well, can you hear me now? He's he's uh, troubleshooting. Oh, Look no. At him. This earpiece. I don't know if it's the hair. I, it. Is, I solved it. I solved it. We solved it. All right, good job. I thought it was because you oh. talked about Mongolia or something. Uh, yeah. Listen, dude, I don't know. I don't know why people haven't went over and started recruiting Mongolia again or, or somewhere Uzbekistan. I mean, Mark Cody did a good job getting a few of those guys at American. Bekzal was at Clarion. Yeah, I don't see why you wouldn't. Um, man, you can get some really good guys out of, out of some of those parts. Even if you only got a few. Yeah, let's yeah. do it. I mean... How do you get? How did? How did they bring over Alan Gelagayev? He's a monster, and then no one does, no one runs it back. It's like, hey, can we get any more guys from from the from Russia? It's like yeah. it's gonna work out. They get an edge. I mean, it's a great deal for if you're a Russian, you get to go to yes. school in America. Um, which now is, he works in like Wall Street. He works on Wall yeah, Street. He works on Wall Street now. It's like genius. there's a template. Uh, I don't know if there's something unique about uh, Z situation. I know that. I'm pretty sure it was Cormier wrestled with him at a camp and was like, John, you should get this guy. But like, why wouldn't that happen? We go over to Russia all the time. They have young stars all the time. Uh, yeah. I don't know. We should, we should get a, to the bottom of it with Gilead. Maybe it's a type thing or something like that. But yeah, I mean, it would be, it would be very – I'm very curious to why no one else has done it because obviously, like, you look at Gilead, I mean, he was really good. He scored a lot of points. Um or, but you know, I even think of not even like an Oklahoma State program, but like like what American did. Um, they had Muzavar, and who was the other guy they had? Uh, and then Citadel had Oogie, and Clarion had Bexod. Um, like those smaller programs, if you can find a couple of guys like that, like that's going to really bolster your lineup big time. No kidding. Yeah, I, I completely agree. Um, I'd love it. It'd just be a cool little wrinkle. It's like, you know, not only do you have all these like kids that we watched growing up, it's like, Boom, there's just this mystery. I mean, that's why it's part of why Etchemendia was so fascinating to us. Yes. It's like that unknown and the foreign component. So, anyway. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, Frankie uh, brought up uh, Sinshiro Abe from um, uh, went to Pitt, who was really good. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I don't know why. Maybe there's a eligibility type issue. Yeah. That- I, I can imagine. I mean, who knows what the, you know, Eastern Bloc of Russia, what they're. 
educational standards are as far as yeah. how that translates. And, you know, the fact that they don't speak any English is probably <laughs> probably problematic too. Yeah, um, I mean, well, why wouldn't you – listen, if you were not um, Penn State or Ohio State. That's what I'm maybe saying. Maybe you're like t- tier two-ish, like good program, um, and maybe not a great academic school either. Why wouldn't you have one coach that says, hey, every year he takes your red shirts to – some type of international U twenty tournament or something, mm-hmm. and then he start, you know, he starts recruiting a few guys. Hey, you want to come to school? Hey, you won sixty one. You want to come to school? You want to? I got money, baby. Come on, let's go. Yeah, that's that would be a thing. It's like uh, the uh, NFL teams have scouts that just scout non football players. Like that's how mm-hmm. we know like Adam Kuhn is on so many um, teams radars. It's like yeah. what a wrestling coach should have like a non-American recruiter. I mean, I guess recruiting so hard and it's like I think one of the big problems with uh, college wrestling recruiting, I don't want to say problems, but like challenges is like it's someone – recruiting is a full-time job, yet you have other coaching responsibilities outside of recruiting. So it's really tough to do. But – and the idea of recruiting foreigners is like going to be a lot more intense, whereas you can just get on Flow Wrestling or other websites and like – watch these kids and you know where they're ranked or whatever whereas if the kids in dagestan it's a lot harder but the payoff could be tremendous you could get a galagayev the payoff also christian is there's no competition who's competing for these guys yeah i mean if you're gonna recruit bo bartlett you're competing with freaking everybody yes um and so if no one else is doing this foreign thing right now you would uh you would think that there would be a kind of a, like an open market, I guess, where there's not a lot of competition and you can go find a few really good guys every single year. Yes, absolutely right. Um, so yeah, we're, we're trying to help the, help the recruiting situations here. So other, other interesting duels this weekend, NC state versus UNC, Virginia Ooh, tech nice. versus UNC. So uh, a couple big duels in the ACC, which I always, I uh, like to keep my eye on. Anything else stick out to you, Bracky or Ben, for this uh, weekend? Mizzou is, just want to update you, they are at Ryder and Kent State. Not that Man. either one of those are going to be particularly – Quite a uh, rigorous schedule they've uh, – Challenging. To... Listen, hey, they're getting some action. <laughs> they're, Can you listen, for talking Brian, to the Mac? Hey, Coach Smith is going to have those seeds on lock once again. Damn straight. We're going to have a whole, this whole bunch of undefeated dudes. Yeah. Gonna be great. Listen, I mean – they wrestled Northern Iowa, Iowa That's State. True. I think they're, I think they might be making, uh, up the Arizona State one. I thought I saw that on Twitter. Um, we were I mean, talking they yesterday. Wyoming, they need to get Central back in the Michigan. Big Twelve. Big Twelve ain't letting them they, back in. Does you have more duels than any other Division One team? They probably have to, right? Yes. Yes. For sure. And they're all against D one teams, right? Yes. Yes. I don't. I don't know what Iowa State's doing. I mean, their back mean? half, their back half of the schedule has plenty of D one duels, but they wrestled three non D one duels to start the year, and they have another one, another two this weekend. I don't understand. That, does, that doesn't count, correct? Yeah. Yeah, that's weird. Hmm. Maybe it's just the only ones they can get. Maybe there's some limitation on their travel or something. By the uh, who knows? That could be. Man, this is a busy yeah. week. Holy cow. There are so many. I feel like there's way more duels this weekend than last weekend. I, I could be wrong, but I'm looking at the schedule, and there's there's a ton going on. Ohio State's got Maryland. Missouri-Kent State, as we mentioned. 
Um, yeah, Nebraska, Wisconsin could be interesting. Maybe we'll dive a little bit deeper into those over the next, uh, over tomorrow, maybe. Mm-hmm. Is Penn State supposed to wrestle Indiana as well? Uh, yes, it's okay. a try. There we go. So that'll be interesting just to see them potentially two matches. I'm curious if they'll play with their with their lineup some. If they'll wrestle different starters, are they going to do the uh, a bunch of exhibition matches? Just a lot of questions going into the this Penn State season. Excited to see what team they put out. Um, ben, do you want to go to some questions? Let's do some questions. Okay, let's do it. Uh, this is this is very meta because this is a question about questions from friends. Uh, from CJ Kemp, have questions from friends been a segment from day one? Uh, also, Bracky been slacking on the Alien Hour. I agree. That's true. I, I agree. I said every Thursday, no matter what, if I ask you or not, should be an Alien Hour, and I just have to assume that this is my final victory. There are no aliens. It's proven. He's running out of material. And this is Kyle Brackey's or subtle I'm white up because, flag. Or I'm stocking up because the government has been releasing all kinds of information because it was in the COVID-19 relief bill that they have to. Um, <laughs> or I've been stocking up to deliver one of the best ones of all time. Is that, is, and will that be tomorrow, perhaps? Uh, not the best one ever tomorrow, but there will be one tomorrow. There will be one tomorrow. Okay, that's good to know. Um, but no, question from friends. I'm not sure when we started that. It was definitely not in the first or even second year. I think it was like 2018, 2017-ish. Um, what'd you say? Good segment. It's a good segment. You guys have good questions. It's, it's kind of fun. You never know where, where it's going to take us. So CJ Kemp, not a day one topic. Um, we, we've tried different methods of, of uh, listener interaction. We try to call in once. Oh, that was great. When, when is bad? I guess as bad as it could have possibly gone. And uh, so, yeah, we, uh, we're, we're oh, talking. Johnny from Roanoke. That was Johnny so great. That was great. Uh, we've talked about, like, maybe re- retrying having another call-in show. It would be so easy to beat the screener, though, because all you have to do is, like, you know, Say a real wrestling thing, yeah. and then get on there and say something. Maybe audacious. you gotta be. Maybe you gotta be a verified. You gotta get verified or something. Like it has to be, um, you know, through Facebook where, uh, where you really know who they are. Not like yeah. on Twitter. On Twitter, you don't have to put in um, like a, a real name, and on Facebook, you pretty much do. Right, right. That you know yeah, what I'm saying. There, there may be a way around it. Um, we can we can figure it out. Well, something to think about. It could be fun. Uh, from Challenge Brick, is there any effort at the college and senior levels to change from singlets to tees and shorts like who's number one? Why is headgear still mandatory? Um, so I don't know if there's as much momentum as there was or if it's the same. I think, you know, Edinburgh and some other teams, Maryland. Maryland pretty well, much exclusively, exclusively wrestles. Exclusively wears the white shorts and, and rash guards, which I think is awesome. I, I think eventually it'll get there. Um, I think I think it'd be great. I, I think especially, most importantly, at the youth, youth, middle, and maybe even high school levels, it's a super important thing. I think for D1 yeah. and, and UWW, I don't think it's as important. Uh, I do think from an image standpoint, it is sort of still really strange to people. And it has nothing, it has no impact on the matches whatsoever that people wear 
a singlet or, you know, a sh- uh, shorts and a rash guard. So why have a distraction? Why have something that is in the way? Um, and I think a lot of people at the leadership level kind of feel similarly. Similarly, Headgear should be completely optional at every level also. Really? Oh, yeah. Headgear are dumb. You like headgear? No. Who likes headgear? Don't get me started on headgear. <laughs> Nobody likes them. They're, 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 yeah. I mean, listen, if you want to wear it, whatever. I'm not going to ban headgear. But I think it should be completely optional to the point where someone doesn't want to wear the headgear, they don't have to wear the headgear. I mean, most youth tournaments that I actually go to don't really force you to do so if you don't want to. And it just it's just so much more normal um, without headgear. Yeah, Caleb doesn't. Um, he doesn't wear headgear, I guess. No, no one no. actually, none of those kids do. I guess it's not the. Yeah. I mean, I think why is it still mandatory? I mean, basically, no one wants to be the organization that writes into a rule something that takes away something that promotes head safety, even though it, we know it doesn't promote any but sort of. It's not head actually head safety. That's a lie. The ears are on the head, Ben. <laughs> it will might promote ear safety, which is fine. Okay, if you say that, but let's not lie and say it's head safety. I know, but even the illusion of something that seems to promote it, I think, is just people aren't going to do it. Or a yeah, safety, like or illusions. even a safety component at all. You know? Yeah, I don't, I don't like, I don't like illusions. If your ear hurts and you want to wear headgear, cool. But come on, man, let's let's do away with the headgear. Let's, uh, we should start like pushing that more strongly. All right, we'll push it. We'll push it real good. EJ Newton, uh, he hopes you're making a ton of money from the fight. Maybe then you'll open an AWA in the Pacific Pacific Northwest. Haha, knock his butt out, Ben. Eventually in the Pacific North, Pacific Northwest is a tremendous place. Eventually we can come over there. Yes. You and Hey, here's an idea. You and Pendleton start one in Corvallis. Wow. What do you think? A little, you know, the world's come together. I think that would be beautiful. It would be touching. Uh um i would i well in portland i've been trying to do one in portland they might burn it down though yeah that i wouldn't go to, <laughs> doing some reading i would not recommend portland uh to get it started personally uh, yeah that that'd be cool but i think you you if you open one outside of wisconsin that's not in austin texas that is just shots fired at us as a staff a record label and a crew so I think Austin will likely be because I already have I already have an employee that wants to be in Austin. So I know that uh, employee. I think, I think that employee would do a great job. And what yeah. are we waiting for? Uh, in due time. In due time. In, in due time. Okay. Yes. Well, I guess we'll find out. We'll find out when Ariel Helwani uh, breaks it on Twitter. I guess. <laughs> I don't know what we're talking about right now. We're talking about him opening AWA uh, in Austin, Texas. Oh, okay. AWA Austin. Gotcha. But he's all, that went over my head. He's being all cagey. It's okay. Um, a guy can dream. Okay. Next question. Um, what happened to the goat Joey Silva? He's taking the year off. Gonna get for real? Is that what is that what happened for real, Christian? Yeah. Okay. Is he going he, somewhere else then? Is he I transferring? Don't I don't know. Hmm. I thought you'd have a direct line to Joey Silva information. I don't have a direct line. I'm I'm giving him space. Um, do, how do you think Arizona State's COVID problems affect Soriano's decisions for this season? I'm curious. I, do, I think no factor. Yeah. Because he is not training in there. No. Um, he's not training with the team. He's training with Perry and other athletes outside of the, as, as, my, as I understand it, the Arizona State bubble. So 
which is part of why he wants to kind of stay in that situation and not go somewhere else where, you know, he could have the room shut down and uh, have his training disrupted so close to trials. Mm -hmm. So that's my read. I think no factor, but man, Arizona State, what a mess that's been. Um, Seriously. Had a bunch of... I actually... Go yeah, ahead. I mean, one of their coaches commented to me, Christian, but right before the season started in January, they said, like, actually, none of our guys have really had it, which really worries me, you know, whereas I know other programs, which a majority of their guys had it before January 1, so they have some immunity to it. Arizona State had almost nobody have it, and now we're the, the coach correctly predicted that they're now having issues with it. You know, it's funny you say that because um... – a very good team, pretty good team, maybe. I won't say how good, but has had all but like three of their athletes have had it. So they're feeling great. Perfect. Yeah. Um, so they're like, okay, well, they'll, they're less likely to get any more positive tests. So that is a important thing. And that was something that I think Coach, uh, Coach Frayer, we were talking about when he was in for the eight-man with James, like about how – you know, that it's like, man, I kind of hope if we get it, we get it now um, yes. instead, of, instead of later. Um, he wasn't rooting hey, listen, for that to happen. Don't, don't like, say they shouldn't have been listening to their favorite program. I won't get you yelled at, Christian. This is solely my idea. Only my idea. Christian has Christian disavows this completely to have a COVID party around Christmas. Just my idea. Then my idea after, you, after you <clears throat> talked about, like, sending kids home, and like limiting yeah. roster size and everything like that, I had a coach hit me up and say they were doing that. Oh my gosh, really? <laughs> Why wouldn't you? And like starters were only allowed to work out with certain guys, and yeah, not starters mm -hmm. though. Right? Yeah. Right. That's what you got to do. Limiting who's in the room at one time, and yeah. I mean, smart. I mean, with as much testing as they're doing, you kind of almost have to do it. Right. Okay, um, I'm sure you have a lot of good answers for this one, Ben. What books on sports psychology do you recommend? Ooh, uh, okay. So I always say start with the one that I always start people with, and I would recommend everyone just start with this and read this and then kind of go from there, is, is Mindset by Carol Dweck. She, if you read any other sports psych, she is, she is cited 100%. And it just talks about growth versus fixed mindset. Um, it's a relatively easy read um that would be one that i would uh, i would definitely start with and the, the one if you're really a high level sports psychologist and it's not it's not technically sports psychology but to me psychology all the same will be um thinking slow and fast by daniel kahneman um that one is like a really hard read but it, it's freaking brilliant so i gave you one at the beginning and i gave you one that's like really really tough which one has the most like pictures <laughs> I know they both. Uh, they certainly they both have illustrations. Just which one has the most? I I, I don't recall at this point. Shoot. Okay. Looks like <laughs> I have to do some digging on my own for once. Uh, from Tony Perkis, um, how does the Mikey Labriola stack up at one seventy four? What? Uh, third. Third, I think. Yeah, I think third. it's third. That's a weird question, isn't it? I know. I just asked it because I think that's the guy from uh, Heavyweights, the Perkis system. Is that right? Oh um, my gosh! I have not thought about that movie in like. That's a funny movie. Years. Yeah, it is. Yeah, Perkis system. <laughs> this is Tony Perkis. <laughs> ben Stiller. So f that's classic. a really funny movie. Classic. Um, okay, classic, classic Perkis system. 
Yeah, I think Labriola is kind of – I have a hard time thinking he can get by Kimmer. Um, yeah, I think he's third. Yeah, I don't see that. Then again, who knows? He's Carter Starokey, baby. Carter. We still haven't seen him, but we're still guessing. Sort of a guess, sort of not a guess, but a high-end guess, yes. Um, responding to FRL, because we were talking about guys that did the double bump up like uh, Jordan Oliver, Kimmer did do it. He went from 157 to 174 Ooh. with he needed uh, it. pretty tremendous success. Yes, he needed it. And uh, it's funny because when he wrestled 57, I never felt like, oh, this guy's huge. But then everyone's like, no, oh, he's really? Playing. You thought he was huge? Oh, yeah. Yeah. For sure. It was. So, yeah, that was the case. And, um, yeah. You know what, Christian? We talked about uh, yesterday. We talked about um, people wrestling four weight classes, or three, you know, kind of talking about guys bumping around. Then we talked about Jordan Oliver bumping up two weight classes. Talking about Michael Kemmer. I and, and this is kind of a little bit before my era, but you know, with the one hour weigh ins, which were the rule of my entire collegiate career, I know if you go further back, um, they had like five hour weigh ins. So I was yeah. <laughs> since you guys a picture when I was watching those. I was watching the Brands Brothers like highlight video or something to that effect, and they're talking about uh, a five hour weigh in on that. Uh, and at some point, I believe it was like a day before. And I think weight cutting was looked at more positively back then. I wonder if there was way less bump ups at that point because people wanted to cut like massive amounts of weight. And I know if you look at some of the old superstars, like Kenny Money wrestled like 150 pounds. You look at that guy and you're like, what? Why was he 150? It's ridiculous. Yeah, he's a big dude. Um, yes. I, feel, I feel like although with the Mondays, like Kennedy looks like he could wrestle up tremendous weight. When he was like, he wrestled at 49. I was like, he looked like a 65 pounder when he wrestled 49. Well, now. I know, but like then, yeah. and, and now he looks even bigger. So some guys I think just looked at, but yeah, the culture around weight cutting was, you know, if you can weigh this light as light as possible and you take a 170 pound body and you put it 155 pounds you're going to be stronger yeah. but it was a little it was sort of backwards i um, think at some point too christian there was only a one, a one way in at ncas which obviously that would change a lot right oh my gosh yeah, yeah. that would be huge okay mm -hmm. Uh, well, we're out of questions. We're basically out of topics. We're not out of time, but uh, unless you have anything else, Ben, we can we can call this. Bad um, boy. Hmm. No, I don't think so. Uh, I'm excited for some duels this weekend. Some Wisconsin starting at state state series regional starts this weekend. Um, they've actually it actually kind of sucks. There's only they're only taking eight people to state this year, which is half of usual. So we have mm -hmm. these crazy brackets. Um, yeah, but I'm excited to see it happen nevertheless. How many state champs for AWA this year? Yeah. Ooh, I don't know, a lot. But it's really tough. Like, So, like for example, at 170, um, AWA has the number one, the number two, and the number three guy, and they're all in the same sectional. So only two of them are going to state. And they're, what? you know, so it's like, yeah, it's <clears throat> not a, well, now we think we have like the six and the eight or something also in that same sectional. So because these sectionals have been condensed, it's really not ideal. Um, yeah, I don't know. We had, we had 19 last year. I think we'll probably be somewhere similar would be my guess. Um, without like taking too close of a peak. 19. That's pretty solid, dude. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, so I'll let you guys know in three weeks. Sweet. Good luck to AWA. Um, 
And uh, we'll go. We're gonna, we'll be back tomorrow. Thank you guys so much for listening. For Ben Askren, Stephen Kyle Brackey, I'm Christian Piles. Big thanks to you guys for listening. We'll be back tomorrow on Thursday. What a show. What a show. What a ride. Thanks, guys. Ben is gone. He doesn't even let us finish the outro. Look at that frozen face. He's got places to frozen be. Frozen stupid face. He's got hair to brush, except not really. He has the same hair care as a golden retriever, which is fine. Thank you guys so much. We'll see you tomorrow. <laughs>